Listen in Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aura City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. John Monaghan, good morning. How are you? Hello, Sam. How are you doing? Very well, and uh, welcome to Luxembourg and to the radio. Good to have thank you on. You, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking down through your list of uh, things to discuss, I was uh, surprised and pleasantly surprised to see no corona stories, really. <laughs> for, <laughs> for a change. <laughs> it makes a nice change. Uh, a lot of business ones. So, Cargo, well, tell me about this story. So, Cargo Lux chairwoman quits COVID skeptic website. Yes. What's so, this about? Um, so, this is a story that's been in the news. Um, Really, over the last the last week or so, um, and it's still it's still ongoing. I, saw, I heard a bit about it in your news bulletin there, actually mm-hmm. at, at thirty. Um, so this is uh, the uh, the new chairwoman at uh, Cargo Lux, the air freight company, mm-hmm. uh, Christiane Wickler, um, and she. Um, our, our latest story this week, she she actually um, she's actually c- cut her tie. She's resigned from a website that she she founded in January, which um, which really. Um, publishes some information about uh, which is quite misleading and, and false about um, about uh, COVID and about COVID and about yeah the restrictions and the vaccines and everything huh um, so she's just quit the website but I mean she, she's just quit the website she's still involved with cargo looks but I think mm-hmm. there's she's coming under a bit of pressure to sure to step down from that position um, so she um, She's been defended by, she was appointed by the Transport Minister, Francois Bausch, and he's defended her, and he appointed her last month. Um, she, she was, um, she's the first uh, female board chief at Cargo Lux, and she replaced Paul Helminger, who um, was a long-time Democratic Party politician. He died mm-hmm. earlier this month. Um, the Prime Minister Javier Beltel was asked about her about the situation um, on on Wednesday, and he he again defended her and he said, "Look, you know, I think she's she's a competent person, and that um, if she's part of an act- a website as a side activity, you know, everyone in the democracy needs to accept that it's a fair activity." So that's an interesting take on that. I, th- I would have thought. <laughs> so well, exactly. So um, she, and she. Um, I mean, she, we had a story last week about how Cargo looks is profits had absolutely skyrocketed during the pandemic and as a result of it so yeah well that's that's the irony that um yeah that's quite right they were in the news there last week because um they had a, they had a record breaking year in terms mm-hmm. of the profit you know because of the pandemic so um so yes so she she's she's um she's resigned from that um from that website according to um there's there's been a filing lodged with luxembourg's business register so um so she yeah that's them flying overhead now <laughs> um, right, so she's she's left the site, but not left Cargo Lux, and that uh, and seems to be being backed, uh, or at least not uh, pushed out the door just yet. Anyway, not yet. Anyway, yeah. Um, tell me about this story then. Lawyers policing each other ahead of FAT, a, a FATF visit to Luxembourg. The FATF is that the Financial Action Task Force. Um, and if it yes, isn't, what is it? It is, yes. Okay, good. Um, so <laughs> this is the Financial Action Task Force, um, which is based in Paris. It's the global anti-money laundering watchdog. Mm-hmm. And it is due to, so it was due to visit Luxembourg to effectively assess its, um, you know, any breaches of um, money laundering and counter-terrorism financing rules. Yeah. Um, and the, the visit was due to take place this year, but or sorry, last year, but because of the pandemic, it has been postponed and still hasn't been rescheduled. 
So this this story really is about the the checks that are going on and in the meantime um, within Luxembourg to ensure that the rules are being complied with. So it's actually <coughs> that the. the um, it's actually the. Uh, uh, it's like uh, a self audit almost, or yes, it's it's CBBL, which is um, um, just just get the proper name of it here. Um, yeah, the, the it's effectively the um, the bar association in Luxembourg, mm-hmm. their control committee. Um, so they um, uh, th- they at the moment are scanning for any breaches. Um, they're visiting three thousand practitioners twice a week. And any sanctions can be issued through the Bar Association's judicial bodies. Uh-huh. Um, and it's important to note that although banks and asset managers are really will be the main focus of this visit by FATF whenever it happens, uh, lawyers obviously and notaries have a role in, in, in this as well. So, you know, so obviously they're supposed to check the origin of a client's funds. They're supposed to check if a client's not on the sanctions list. Um, so everybody's just trying to get their houses in order and uh, basically yes preempt um, anything that's going to happen. You know, um, I mean, Francois Prom, who's the president of C- CBL, he said, you know, it's not it's not simply because of this visit, but um, but you know, we are also preparing for that, and it's taken up a lot of time. So, um, and it's worth it's worth saying actually that um, in 2010 Luxembourg failed this assessment. Really? Yeah. Um, it was then pa- they then passed it four years later in 2014, but then 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 there was the LuxLeaks scandal. Um, obviously, you know about uh, sort of dozens of, of tax deals that the uh-huh. government granted the multinationals. So, it'll be very interesting to see where Luxembourg is um, when that when that visit eventually happens. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luxembourg's climate plan draws fire from two sides. Nobody's yes. happy. Yes. Um, so, so um, an interesting article looking at you know the plans that Luxembourg has for its climate strategy, uh-huh. um, and effectively that it's that it's. <laughs> That it's been criticised by both climate activists and you know business people. Um, so in, in essence, they're effectively you know pointing out a number of things. The first is that the, um, the plans that Luxembourg has are very ambitious for its climate targets. Um, I mean, one of them is that it reduces its emissions by 55 percent by 2030 compared to the 2005 levels, which is a higher um, is actually a higher level than the than the Paris Agreement okay. set. Um, How do they plan to go about doing that? Well, there's there's a number of things that have been are in the pipeline. There's actually a publication of a climate law due in a few weeks mm-hmm. of a, a climate bill. Um, now, apparently, in an earlier draft of the law had goals for each sector of the economy, but this has now been dropped and the replacement hasn't been finalised, hasn't uh-huh. been reworded. Um, I, I suppose they. Um, a number of points were, were, were pointed out in the article by the d- different people that um, um, Yannick Lambert spoke to. Um, one of them was, you know, that um, you know Luxembourg is a very heavy dependence on its neighbours for energy consumption. Eighty-five percent of the electricity in Luxembourg is imported from other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, the renewable energy share is only six percent, which is the lowest in the EU. Oh well. So really, um, there's a lot of. Um, There'll be a lot of cooperation needed with other countries, and in fact, the point was made as well just about the you know the fuel prices. Um, fuel revenues are a particularly important part of Luxembourg's budget. They make up between five and ten percent, and motors and truck drivers often come across the border to sure. fill up. Um, and of course, the country has the highest um, car ownership per capita in the EU. So um, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of different issues there that people are saying. Well, it just doesn't add up how to weigh all this up and yeah, it I all balanced. I wonder do they factor in like the the free public transport and maybe the projected idea that everyone would use that, whether or not they do that in reality or not. I guess is well, of course, and then of course the pandemic has has had the big impact on those numbers and mm-hmm. and and yet people are still using their cars too, I suppose for convenience. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I mean, one of the other issues that was just mentioned was th- this issue of the carbon tax, that, you know, prices at the, at the minute are, are in Luxembourg are still lower for carbon tax than, than other countries. So again, how do you, you know, this issue being how do you compensate, how do you plan and set out um, for carbon tax increases over the, la- over the next few years to make sure it, it does what it needs to do, you know? So, so are they the things that uh, are keeping the, the, the greens and, and things that, that they're complaining about? What about business and, and things, what, what's their issue with it? Um, I, su- I suppose um, um, w- one of the, I mean, one of the, 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 the federal industry lobby group, they, um, they're sort of saying, you know, that uh, the government's targets are ambitious and, the, you know, um, the federal industry group said, well, you know, we fully back them, but they also said they don't seem entirely realistic. Mm. You know, it's just, it's, it's a great plan, but really, will it work? I suppose, is there, is there, um, is there a main point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I, know, I know there was a lot of talk about getting uh, a lot of the funds that are based here to be green funds, or at least not to be actively yes. <laughs> bad for the environment. <laughs> so uh, perhaps that is uh, going some way towards their their goal of fifty five percent, because you know at least don't be responsible for for those yeah, as well. Exactly, that's that's also part of it. Uh, and another story that's sort of been rumbling along for a little while. This is Battle Defends Media Freedom Track Record Amid Protests. So lots of uh, questions and, and things to do with the government's uh, funding of various uh, media outlets and the ties that lie uh, there. So what, what's he saying? What's his defence? Yeah, so effectively, um, um, effectively um, Javier Battle, Prime Minister, was um, defending his sort of track record um, on on Monday, there was an interview in the, in the German language and newspaper Tagelblatt. Um, and the background of this is that when Bettel took over um, in 2013, um, they were fourth on the rankings of um, for press freedom, mm-hmm. um, and they've now dropped to 20th. I mean, that's a serious drop. How's that been so? Well, um, I suppose um, one, you know one of the things that has been pointed out and. Um, that, that is, is, is mentioned in, in our article is the fact that you know um, trying try to actually get access to government documents yeah. is, is very difficult in Luxembourg now there was a law introduced in 2018 um, which in theory allows citizens to apply for access to government documents but in reality there's a lot of restrictions to it Sure. so for example in the Luxembourg Times itself has tried to get two documents in the past two years um, which were both refused um, and there was also a refusal this year, which was a, a court case brought by the Mouvement Ecologique Environmental Group, and um, they wanted to um, get the text of a, of a deal between the government and Google mm-hmm. um, about plans for um, Bisson, for Google's plans in Bisson, um, and that was also refused. Um, and Bettel himself, uh, he, he'd said earlier this year, for example, that um, he, he'd um, said in a previous interview that uh, the, the country risks losing its attractiveness um, if, 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 if... If people know what's going on. 
he, he said if um, <laughs> if if people um, you know if he's trying to sign deals with people and bring investment in, then oh if if, if everything's going to be public, then that, that that's the phrase he used at risk losing his attractiveness. So. Um, well, that's an interesting thing, and I, I wonder: Does the fact that the prime minister is also the media minister have anything to do with it? I mean, that is, <laughs> even that in itself seems like a conflict. You well, know, yes, if the, it's if a, the it's a double job there, yeah. If the but if the prime minister is holding the purse strings, I wonder: Are people perhaps <laughs> less likely to criticise or to post things about it anyway? Um, and he, he um, when he was asked about um, this this week, he just he sort of he talked a bit about how the journey, how the profession itself has changed over the last few years and you know talked about um you know people who used to have a subscription no longer want to pay anything nowadays and that but which i suppose didn't really deal with the main issue of of this issue of access to documents and and so on um and the other point the other thing is that is that just to more justify government investment in the in this sector is that it well um I suppose I think he's just he's talking about there more about why you know just how things have changed with the advent of internet and, sure. and why revenues have dropped and but mm-hmm. on the broader point of 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 like access to documents and things, um, it, it didn't really address that. I mean, um, there was another protest actually this week um, as well, just um, on Monday itself as well, and um, on. In, in Luxembourg City here, um, calling for for better transparency and for journalists to have uh, bigger access to better access to uh, government um, documents, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and obviously, it should be noted this is in the context of you know other countries having much stronger freedom of information legislation, so people can access documents mm-hmm. a lot easier in other countries, you know. It'll be interesting to see where that one goes. Um, final story then: Jab Holding, uh, who are a massive. Massive conglomerate here in Luxembourg. <laughs> There's some changes at the top. Yeah, well, a lot of people might know um, might know this company better for for the sort of products that it's behind. So um, I think everyone knows Di Egbert's coffee mm-hmm. um, and the other things like uh, Krispy Kreme donuts and um, Pret a Manger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose we'll all be familiar with. So this is uh, the holding company behind it. Job. Um, uh, effectively, they've they've just announced a, a, a change at the top. Um, they've appointed a new chairman, um, Joachim Krush, um, and um, he, he he had been involved in in the company's um, mergers and acquisitions over the past decade um, since it was since it was set up in 2012 in in Luxembourg, um, and it involved it, the firm invests money from the the Ryman family, the billionaire family, which established the company in the first place. Um, and he, the, the new chairman, has taken over from Peter Harf, who's worked for Raymond's for for fifty, fifty odd years, and he's retiring. He's, he's reached the age of seventy-five. So, um, uh, they actually they posted a loss last year of two billion US dollars, which they put down to sort of currency fluctuations and things. Um, um, but hi- however, um, their the long-term investments. Um, uh, they, they, they invest sort of in, in these different goods that we've talked about, mm-hmm. retail companies with, with well-known brands, which um, seem to, to, to do very well during the COVID pandemic. Um, so they've, they've obviously got a firm. So firm they'll probably be all right. <laughs> I think so, yes, despite that loss, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anything you're working on this week, John? Um, well, we, 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 um, one that I think uh, will be... 
have appealed to a lot of people. Um, there's a story out today about uh, people in Luxembourg the, the, the delivery charges that they have to pay that they haven't been warned about for. Is for goods deliveries. coming from the UK or uh, a, a bit of both, as far as I'm aware. Uh-huh. Um, and then yes, as part of that, why delivery charges to, Lu- to Luxembourg are so high, including particularly the UK mm-hmm. and the charges that have come in since Brexit. Post-Brexit, so, yeah. um, so that 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 uh, that's out today, and we'll hopefully have another another update on the the situation at Findlay Airport and residents' complaints there. So, cool, very good. Check out luxtimes.lu for all those. And uh, John Monon, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Sam. Thanks you for having time. me. All the best.